Educators Amplified, the podcast. Educators Amplified, Educators Amplified, where we amplify educators' voice, amplify students' experience, amplify well-being, amplify hope, amplify what's really going on in our public schools, amplify solutions to restore the education profession, amplify new possibilities. I'm Joanna. And I'm Hallie. We see you. We hear you. We are you. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Educators Amplified, the podcast. Back at it again. I know. I feel like it's been a while, but that's okay. We've been busy. Yeah, I've been doing plenty of talking, just not recording. Right. (laughs) Right. That's the missing part. Today, we wanted to just get right into it. We wanted to talk about the rally that we attended. So if people are following us on Facebook and on Instagram, you probably saw how we were out there. And when was it again? May 20th? Yes. So May 20th, there was this big rally. Do you want to explain it? Well, there was a rally called by our state level union, WEAC, to advocate for Governor Evers' budget for school funding. Mm -hmm. Because right now there is nothing decided and there is no new money coming into schools. And so it's really hard to set your budgets, know what needs you can meet when you don't know what you're working with. And so it's been a lead up, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing is, it could be decided. It's just not being decided. So prior to the rally, we had had an art build over in South Milwaukee to kind of get the word out and advocate again for this funding need. Yeah. Well, and you bring up the art build makes me think, I know there's an art build in South Milwaukee. There is an art build in Cudahy. There's an art build in Milwaukee with Milwaukee Public Schools. Yep. Do you know of any other art builds? I don't know of any other, but I do know. Not that we know about all the art builds. Right. I don't know about all the art builds, but I do know that there were other like town halls and rallies Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in other parts of the states. I think the Fox Cities did stuff, lacrosse area. So everyone had kind of done something, and then we really convened on May 20th at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's important to kind of share, like, this concept of funding, right, is so, like, I don't know. To me, I feel like it's obnoxious. (laughs) Mm. Maybe I shouldn't say it like that, but just the whole, like, it feels so, like, desperate. Like, please, please, can Mm -hmm. we have money for the kids Mm -hmm. in the schools? Please, please. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I just am like, oh, my gosh, I can't even believe that, like, we have to. Well, but it's the bigger thing that trickles down or affects us. You know, a huge thing was that there was the ESSER money that was tied to COVID pandemic relief. You know, so I think for two years no new money came in because they were like, well, you have this money. Well, now that money, and that really wasn't the intention of that money. That should have been on top of not to just keep people afloat. Right. And so now that money's running out. I mean, bottom line is we do have a $7.1 billion surplus in in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. So yeah, so this education funding thing is a big deal Mm -hmm. in terms of we know needs are greater. Mm-hmm. We know that 
inflation is great, you know, like everybody. So needs are greater in terms of like what we need to accomplish in schools and the staffing that we need and the resources that we need. But then, and well, I guess that's part of it. Your staffing is tied to, can you even offer inflationary increases when inflation is increasing? And Mm -hmm. it goes all that, like our, our bills in a school do go up Mm -hmm. because of inflation. But if we don't get any new money, then, then you're in order to have the electricity on and yeah, those prices go up. So then where does the money come from? Yeah. yeah. So, right. That's our version of funding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, so, right. It's important that more and more people are learning about this. You know, I will give a shout out to WPEN, the Wisconsin Public Education Network, because I do believe like if you want to know about funding and how you can support schools in that way, WPEN is like mm-hmm. the place to go. Yeah. So just look, Google it <laughs> if you want even more information. Um, they're really taking the ranks on helping inform communities and just everybody about what's going on related to funding within schools. So shout out to you, WPEM. We love them. And then, right, with WEAC deciding to do this rally, you know, I... It is interesting, like how people hear rally differently, mm-hmm. you know, or just what is a rally? So it brought back to me memories of Act 10 and lots of people I spoke to were like, oh my gosh, you know, like here we are again, another rally. But we heard lots of different things or confusion about what is a rally and what will we be doing? Mm-hmm. And Yeah, there was questions about like, what's the difference between like, some people assumed we were marching when we mm-hmm. said we're going to the Capitol. People assumed that meant March, um, but it really was just a rally. Mm-hmm. So March is you're moving and you need a street permit to do that. And a rally is you're stationary. Um, and so this was a rally. Mm-hmm. And then I think in the development of it, um, it is trying to make those decisions of like, what is this going to be? Is this trying to get people who aren't that informed there to get information? Is this going to be to get people who are already kind of informed and involved to like boost them up and hype them to keep moving and, and spread out? Um, so yeah, I mean, it was a rally, which in this respect meant we had featured speakers and kind of family-friendly activities and different organizations that are we're also advocating for the passage of the budget. So let's give play by play of just kind of like, you know, like so for people who weren't there or just sharing our experience before the rally, during the rally, after the rally, um, just to kind of give people maybe a feeling of a bit of solidarity. Maybe you'll feel like you were there, but just in general to like get the vibe of what a rally is. So beforehand, before going to the rally, I remember how I felt. I was like, I'm tired. Mm. You know, (laughs) I just remember being like, I know this is important. We've got to go, but also feeling like, gosh, it's a Saturday. You know, Mm. it was a beautiful day and Mm -hmm. being like, all right. I'm going up to this rally, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm already tired from working the week. Now I'm going another day over time. Here we go. You know, Mm -hmm. but because of my background knowledge in attending rallies in or more marches, I guess, in 
Act 10 era, I was like, I know that there's going to be a space that I'll get energized, but I was not feeling energized before I got there. Oh, yeah. I was just scattered. I I feel like I had all these things to take care of in order to be there. Right. Well, and then also, too, you know, I think about how we have this podcast now. So Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, like, let's bring the podcast to the rally. Yeah. So how do we do it? You know, we both were like, okay, well... Our setup that we're doing right now requires electricity. So I don't know where we're magically going to find a plug on, you know. Right. Visions of live broadcast yes. diminished. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we could set up our mics and do this. But then we were like, yeah, no. Um, and so it really was like, so what do we want to bring? What are we going to do? And so before going to the rally, while I was feeling ex- exhausted, I was also like, okay, How can we just, you know, because, right, our podcast is all about amplifying the voices of teachers or people who support education. Right, and that's where they were all going to be. And holy moly, you know, so, like, how do we get that? So, luckily enough, another shout out to our sound engineer, Josh, had encouraged us to get, like, handheld Yeah, our Zoom mics. mics. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so we had those handy-dandy little Zoom mics, and we were like, all right, we're going to be mobile, you know, instead of being stationary at a table, let's walk around with these mics. Like, let's see what's going to happen. But I remember driving up with you as we were driving up and being like, so what are we going to ask? Like, what are we going to do? And we were both like, we're going to feel it. Yeah, I'm going to get there. I'm going to feel the vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that. We were just like, we're just going to get up there and we're going to like <laughs> see what happens. But mm-hmm. we know that we want these voices and we know we want to amplify them. But we're not exactly sure what that's going to look like or sound like. Yep. So that was neat walking in. So we got up there a little bit sooner than the two o'clock like call time for when the rally started. Right. Because we were part of a pre-rally. Ooh. There was the rally before the rally. And so we had partnered with MTEA to meet up in the rotunda of the Capitol Mm -hmm. um, to show off our artwork mm-hmm. from the art build. And so that was at one thirty. Yep. So we had to get there early to meet up with MTEA, showed off the artwork, did some chanting. That felt really great. Mm-hmm. You know, my son Dominic was with us mm-hmm. and, you know, he had been there when he was a small child uh, for the Act 10 protests. As we were walking in, you were talking about some memories from being here. What did you remember, or do you even know what that was? Um, I remember being eight years old. My mom was very passionate about the whole Scott Walker election, so I figured I would support her. I remember coming to rallies here when I was about eight years old. Do you remember what your sign said? I don't remember. You made a sign that said, don't trust Scott Walker. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember that because that's what it was on the commercial. When I think it was really neat, too, what I loved about it was... To see all the different artwork, you mm-hmm. know, just these banners that people paint. And I loved, you know, because the rotunda is circle. Mm-hmm. I just love the concept of making a parachute, you know. So one mm-hmm. of them was a parachute that they were going up and down. I don't exactly remember what it said, but something obviously to mm-hmm. the effect of like fund our schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was just neat. And I, and I love the echo of the rotunda, you know, and just mm-hmm. like, and then I noticed like, 
people will just walk through the Capitol, right? So then people would stop, you know, yes. when there's layers of balconies. So you could stand on the first floor with the parachute. You could stand on the second floor. That's where we were looking down mm-hmm. at the parachute. And then people would just walk by and be like, what are you doing? What are you here for? Mm-hmm. And what is this group of people? And so that was neat to me too, to be able to talk to people like, well, we're teachers from all over Wisconsin right. or supporters or educators. And so that was just kind of neat to me. Hallie, how's this feeling? <laughs> I have chills. <laughs> yeah. Here we are at the rally for our public schools, May 20th. Our surplus. Our surplus. We don't get it. We don't And if you want to see that, hear that, check out our Instagram page. I yeah. think there's a short video mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. So we started off with that. And that felt good to just... Free rally. Yep. Get hyped. Then after the pre-rally, really where we walked out, the doors we walked out landed us... Directly on the steps of the Capitol where the <laughs> presentation, where the speakers were. <laughs> we're like, well, hello. Right. We're just like, boom, here we are. And so we were there with a group. And so part of the group stood up there with our banners because it was they were intended to be a backdrop. But that's when you and I then were surveying the crowd. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, how do we get out? We got to get out there. Mm-hmm. We were up at the front and we were like, okay, we got to get out there. So Dominic and I went and did a little scouting mission first. Mm -hmm. I went out with the mic and was like, all right, I'm just going to go scout and see. I do recognize, like, you're going to hear some fantastic Mm -hmm. interviews, but people do get reared out with the microphone. Mm -hmm. So anyway, but Dominic and I went out and started scouting. And then we were like, because then I would be like, hey, have you heard of Educators Amplified? Would you like to do an interview? And they were, and then just as I was talking to them, I'm like, oh my God, I need our stuff. You know, like this Mm. is, we should have the t-shirts, we should have the flyers, Mm -hmm. we should have that with us. So then, and remember, you had to like hop a wall. There's like not an easy way. Um, And so (laughs) we went back by you then to be like, all right, let's fan out this way. Um, And then I think it just kind of happened that you and Dominic, you can explain what you did. And then I went around and talked with people. Well, and I remember too, like, Right. You know, like there's this microphone set up and they, you know, it's it, tons of people. I mean, they had a whole program. Oh, yeah, set. like a podium microphone. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, so we're behind this podium. Mm-hmm. And so you can just see you're, you're looking down upon the crowd. Mm-hmm. And so you're kind of like, OK, like, can I talk to all those people? But um, but also being like, I want to hear these speeches, you yeah. know, and. It was interesting. You know, I can't even remember everybody that spoke because it was like so many people, Mm -hmm. um, which was really neat to see and experience. And it was from teachers to educational assistants to secretaries to, you know, like the president of the WEAC. Mm -hmm. Um, Students. Yep. There were students and people who are going to be teachers. Yep. Yep. And so I remember sitting there and thinking to myself, you know, everybody has a different flavor of a speech, you know, during a rally. Mm. So I was thinking like, you know, there's some people who like write really well. So they have like these really 
nicely worded speeches, you know, that are more like inspirational. Other people are just like angry and mm-hmm. like, this needs to stop, fund the schools, you know, and they're like, <laughs> other people are just more like storytelling and like, here are my experiences that you could like identify with or be empathic towards. And then there was people who were like, let's take action, next steps, you know, and what kind of speech do you think you like? Oh, or what kind of vibe? I like a let's do something vibe. Yeah. I like a more like, and I like ones that draw, I just like directness. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anger. Mm-hmm. I like sure. directness where they're just like, this is this, and mm-hmm. this is why it's bad. Mm-hmm. And they say this, but this is what needs to happen. So I like a direct, but I am also a fan of the call and response, mm-hmm. which I don't think anybody did. Yeah. Um, but I am a fan of the call and response. You mean like a chant thing? Yeah. Or where they're like, when I say this, you say this, you okay. know, and you. We uh, should have stolen the mic and been like, no, educators, right. <laughs> <Amplify."> <laughs> Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> so I'm a fan of a good call and response and. I do like music too. Mm-hmm. And so. Right. Like kind of pump up the crowd. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just more thinking, I do too. I like a, I mean, right. I guess direct is better than anger. But you could I say you like angry. I don't need people to stand up there and just start like shouting. Mm-hmm. But I am like, I like you just feel passion. Mm-hmm. This is messed up. Yeah. You know, like. Assertion, I call it. <laughs> They're assertive. Yeah. So whatever. I was, I was kind of sitting in that space. And then that's when you came back by me when you realized like, okay, we need t-shirts. We need flyers. Like I'm just putting mics in people's faces. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) how should we coordinate this? And Mm -hmm. then that's when it naturally went into like me and Dominic. I walked around with a big box of shirts because we wanted to give out educators amplified swag. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, Dominic, take flyers and hand them out to people. And then while you walked around with the mic, so we left you alone, but (laughs) (laughs) you have the finesse of being able to talk. And it really just, then it really, that was really enjoyable to me to just connect with people. And it is funny where you're just, it's kind of like cold calling in a sense, but to people, you know, that will support, you know, Mm. but it's just like, you walk up to someone, I have this big old box and like, hey, have you heard of Educators Amplified? You know, like, <laughs> um, and it was cute to have Dominic with me. Oh, yeah. You know, because we would be like, yeah, we're a podcast. I'm like, I co-host. And Dominic would be like, my mom's the other one, you know. <laughs> and so that was sweet to go around with him. And I love that he was so impressed. Yeah, he was like, mom. More people know about your podcast than I thought. (laughs) And I was like, well, it was our crowd. But yeah, he was pretty impressed with that. But was there something else that he said? He was just more surprised that people like knew. No, that was it. It felt really nice to have Dominic with me. And it really was like, he totally came just to support his mom. And then we were like, we're putting you to work, (laughs) you know, and then he ended up staying way longer than I think he thought. But I do think he had a good time, you know, and. Um, he has such a great vibe that, right. you know, he's a good hype like, man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's what Dominic and I were doing as we were handing out t-shirts to people. So shout out to all of you who we met. Um, and then Joanna was going out and then that's when you were talking to people. So we'll be playing that. What's the status out here? Lots of people. A lot more here than I expected. I'm impressed by 
just the outpour of people who really want what's best for public schools. Feels good needed. What are you hoping for with the $7.1 billion surplus? 1,500 hours per student, 90% uh, special ed funding. Uh, treat our students like they deserve to be treated. What's the vibe here? The vibe is full of energy. The passion here is palpable. Uh, people are just ready to respond, and it's pretty amazing to see the solidarity of how many people are here today. Well, and I think people were really moved by your just direct experience as a school secretary and the things that you see why we do need support of public education. I think sometimes we, people hear it and they think like, oh, you're always talking about a budget. But being in the schools, we're talking about so much more. What are some of those things? Some of those things, especially that this surplus could go towards, include the safety for our schools, the way that the money is going to make sure that all of our schools have you know, safe offices, secure buildings, as well as pay our staff equitably. Like we will work harder and protect harder and deeper and thicker if we have that money to pay us what we are worth. And we as educators, we don't just show up and do the job. We really care about kids. One of the speakers had said, um, we're here because teachers show up. Right, I like that too. And so what are you showing up for either here or every day? The kids. That's the whole reason we do it, right? And when we're looking at these big budget holes always, what do you see is missing the most? Resources. I think the biggest need right now is mental health for our kids. We had a science teacher who wanted to join the district, had an offer from another district. It was $2,000 more a year. And our policy, I was told this as well, over $1,500, our policy in the district is... No, we don't do that. We have a budget. We are, we are restricted to our budget and our budget only, yet, again, we have a million-dollar football facility that was supposed to save the district money, but now we're finding out that, oh, no parents on the football field because you will... Destroy it. Destroy the new synthetic <laughs> turf, which is supposed to be, you know, better than the, than the grass field, and on and on and on. And it is, it is just double-speak, and it is ridiculous. People, not products. You're talking about that, where there's been... More of a tendency to invest in these one-time products instead of a long... Study sink, facilities, signage. Right. Uh, Anti-vaping technology. Right. And so... E-hall pass. So we are advocates for people, you know, giving more of those raises and yeah. investing in good things for the people than these one-off products like a crappy turf field. Yes. And we, we have let so many teachers go from my district... Um, over a, a couple of thousand dollars, right? And and I am one of them. I'm leaving my district to go to a different district uh, just because I need to make more money. It's the only way. Yeah. I know. Sad. You said it feels good to just bring our people out. Yeah, to bring our people out, right? A really great energy. We brought people in from all across every corner of Wisconsin today, many of whom have not been here in better than a decade. I know. Actually, I'm here with my son, and, you know, he was here when he was eight years old. Yeah. It's <laughs> so great to bring him back, right? Public school funding is important to every single Wisconsinite. The lack of funding over better than a decade, um, yeah, is crushing our public schools. And, um, you know, we stand united in this space, and I, I believe that the governor recognizes and will recognize that. When you are thinking about this event today and all of us coming together, what is really 
in your heart for like what what you're seeing because you shared with me how like you coming back now you see kind of needs in a different way the needs have never been greater our, our kids really did suffer trauma during the pandemic when they were not in school I did I did personally did not understand how important it was socially for our kids to be together now we need help even more we needed help before the pandemic by the way we have we've been in trouble for a while and we've been underfunding our schools for a while and we've been losing teachers teacher shortage because of decreased compensation larger class sizes working conditions not what we would like them to be can you tell me about your sign i made it myself it's wonderful. We have a young student here with a sign that says, Save My School. What is something that you think all kids should have in their school? I think that they should have a healthy lunch and maybe even a second serving of candy after they eat their good food. I love it. Those things are really important because to me, too, that means school's a joyful place, right? And that's what we want it to be. Thank you so much for being out here. If we don't raise the per-pupil funding, if we don't raise the special education reimbursement, it, our schools are going to, we're going to continue to have closed schools. We're going to continue to have a, a gap in opportunities for kids, and our public schools are going to continue to fall farther and farther behind. I mean, the Joint Finance Committee just completely threw out the governor's budget and rewrote their own after listening sessions, right? Like, clearly they weren't listening because they took out mental health supports. If you sat or listened or watched any of those listening sessions, that was an overarching theme was that people supported mental health programs for kids in our schools and they zeroed out that line item, which is absolutely ridiculous. So it's like literally their decisions making that problem worse yeah, with mental they, health. They, like they, it's bad and then it gets worse. They did the opposite of what people said, which is absolutely ridiculous. You're exacerbating the probably the biggest issue that you could possibly find in our schools right now. What's your sign here all about? Well, it's about um, teacher salaries for beginning teachers is 30, ranked 34th out of 50 states, but our legislator's salary is ranked 10th out of 50 states. Oh my God, don't mess with teachers. Right. We will find the answers. Yeah. And I even have my sources, <laughs> um, but it's unfair that the legislators can raise their own salary we have no say in it, and they're blocking our ability to even do that. I know. I know somewhere else I was, they were talking about, too, having teacher salary be the starting is the same as the state legislator salary. Because I think that that's the second piece now to add to yours. Because I think that does start at 54 or 60. I think it's the starting legislator salary is in the 70s, if I recall correctly. And starting the average, this is, and the average starting teacher salary is 38. I know. And don't they get those lifetime benefits, too, yeah. even if they only serve the term? So we're out here at the public education rally saying same stuff for teachers as our legislators? Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Anything else you guys just want to add? And if we get collective voices at the table that people that are in it and experiencing it, we have some really great ideas about things that can really help our students versus waiting for something to happen and being reactive and then putting things into place or sending funding that way. One of the speakers just said, teachers show up. You showed up today. What are you showing up for? What do you see is needed in our schools right now? We have removed supports for kids over and over and over again that impact all students. It impacts our climate and our culture, and it's not fair for kids. Our kids deserve special education support. They deserve multilingual support. They deserve support when they're struggling as readers and writers. And at a time after we're on the other side of the pandemic and we are investing less and less in our kids, I don't get it. This is not the public education I recognize, and I'm here to fight for what we deserve in our schools, what our students deserve, and that looks directly at what our educators deserve. Yeah, I mean, I loved being able to go around and just hear the different stories with the same sad theme um, from throughout the state. I do. I love I love connecting and I love giving people the opportunity to share. So, yeah, it was great. Everyone we met, everyone we talked to, thank you. And we hope you become regular listeners and recognize that this is a place for you to have your story amplified. You know, we want to follow up with those connections and be able to give this space and share stories. Mm -hmm. It's nice to hear from so many more people and to hear something that stuck out to me too, that it wasn't just like, we need more money, you know, like just because we need more pay. Like everybody is like, no, 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 no. Like we are in like crisis mode people mm -hmm. this isn't just we're coasting right now floating comfy on a raft it really is a state of emergency yes it's a state of emergency and people aren't used to saying that or they think it sounds extreme but that is definitely the takeaway i had from talking to people mm -hmm. because again who's out here is ready to break and we yeah. got to figure out how to to keep keep up keep healthy keep supporting, keep supplying mm -hmm. the people who are out here. Mm -hmm. A memory I have that stuck out that I thought was pretty funny is Dominic and I are standing there talking to like a group of teachers. Like we would kind of walk up to groups. And as we're talking, this woman walks up to us like with a notepad and she's like, hey, I, I'm wondering if you guys wouldn't mind like, you know, interviewing for the Journal Sentinel. And like you, I got the vibe that the other teachers were kind of, and I'm in the middle of my spiel, you know, <laughs> but the other teachers are kind of like looking like, eh, no. no, probably not. And so I had to laugh because I was in the part of my spiel where I'm like, hey, you know, like we're Educators Amplified. We're a podcast made for and by educators because so much of what we hear about education is either through administrators, politicians, and I was like, or journalists <laughs> who have never been in a classroom, you know, while like they're standing there. And so the reporter took it very well. And then it was a good conversation. Um, but then from that 
you know, it felt good to, then, then I was like, sure. You did the interview. Yes. Then I was like, sure, I'll talk to you. I don't mind. Um, and so I was very pleasantly surprised with that an article came out through Journal Sentinel. It was online and, you know, like in paper copy. And I was pleasantly surprised with the rundown of its eight educators that they were able to interview at this event about why they came to the rally and why they're in support of Governor Evers' funding budget Mm -hmm. stuff. And just because the reason that I was in support of it is because it's, it was, it's teacher perspective yeah, or, or it was your people voices. on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, and it is things like, it is just amazing to me how everybody is saying the same thing. You know, you know how like one teacher is saying it's hard to hold kids focus, that the increase of class sizes is just astronomical because the needs are greater than ever before. Another person is just saying like, there are just so many needs and teachers are leaving. And so we, we need something to try to like help. And I and they're saying like, I get why teachers are leaving mm-hmm. because this is so bad. Um, other people, again, just talking about the workload continues to increase while the pay decreases. Um, I liked one gave a shout out about how like public schools um, really have a sense of community. And when we lose sight of why we have public schools, communities lose their identity. Mm. All them smart teachers just talking. A lot of people talk about mental health supports. um, And then, right, just about how the socialization skills of students are going down, that teachers who are new are not getting support in this whole new dynamic. And so, whatever, I just was like, yeah, yes, Mm -hmm. yes. You know, like, this is what's going on in schools. And so, while it's important to come together to rally about the funding, we could have rallied about... Any one of those issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a million things. Um, so, yeah, I definitely then left that rally feeling good, yeah. feeling like that was really worth it, Yeah, feeling in connection with, walking around and not feeling nervous to be like, have you heard of Educators Amplified? Being more like, you're among me. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're together in this. Like, I want to help support and I want to help empower you. And here's our way to do it. So I felt like totally in solidarity with everybody. Yeah, Yeah. it was great. Again, it's just, it's a feel good. It's again, like I said, it sucks why you got to come together. But then Mm -hmm. the, the, I want to say like the, the deep commitment from the people who are there, that is what you can feel. Like I share in this concern. Mm -hmm. I feel as strongly um, how important this is. And I also feel as sadly mm-hmm. how devastating this is. And so, yeah, that's something that's generative because you're really connecting with people. We got our little generative boost. We yep. met a lot of people. We were affirmed in the message and the belief that public education is super important and mm-hmm. we're really at a critical juncture and that ain't something like people like I said, people might think like, Oh, you're always talking about a budget. No, this is different. Mm-hmm. This is really different. We are at the cliff yep. um, where we really are talking about skyrocketing class sizes, lowering quality, um, things that are happening and not being able to operate 
I can't believe we've kept it together as long as we have. So I would really say to everyone who was able to attend the rally, shout out. It was great to feel your energy. Great to connect with you. And then really to anyone who hadn't attended the rally, maybe hadn't heard of the rally, but y'all have a public school in your neighborhood. You know, like I just really want to continue this momentum of like, We've got to continue speaking up, listening to our teachers, listening to the people who are working within our schools every day to empower them, to speak up, to actually learn what's going on in our schools. And thank you to every person who talked with us Mm -hmm. and especially those of you who weren't afraid of the (laughs) mic. And please reach out, Facebook, Instagram, our email, Mm -hmm. because we do. We want to hear from you. We want to highlight all of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Let us know what you think about this. We're at Educators Amplified on everything. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. Hopefully you get a little bit energized from our rundown of the rally. And let's keep staying connected. Whose schools? Our schools. There you go. <laughs> so you guys really had a good thing going. So yeah, yeah. If, if, you, if you want to put in a shameless plug, I, yeah. you know, I definitely think people should be subscribing and, and listening to our, our local educator voices and you know, reaching out if they have stories to tell. And... Educators Amplified, the podcast, is recorded at Silver City Studios in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Music composed by Josh Evert with original music by DJ Drip Sweat. Thank you to our sponsor, the National Education Association. <laughs>